This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday episode. Or if you are IFS, it's a Sunday evening episode. That's one of the many, many bonuses you get of subscribing to our IFS service. Um, just a reminder before we start, Sam, that we are back out on the road again in nine days' time. The uh, rescheduled shows uh, after you you were um, felled by mm, COVID afflicted. last month. We're back. We're back. Uh, Birmingham, Glee on the 20... I'm going to say 23rd. Yeah. Manchester, Frog and Bucket, because both are possible. It's not an either-or thing. Mm. Um, on the 24th, which is the Wednesday, and then Liverpool, Hope Street Theatre, new venue, different venue, hopefully a more... Same street. Um, Same amen- street. Amenable venue. Same street. Yeah, it might kick off. I don't know. Yeah. If if the if the people from the original venue find out that we've done a dirty on them, no, I got the strong. I got the strong sense they last... really couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the five I got as well. Yeah, I, I even offered to give them more money than the higher fee because it was quite a low higher fee, mm. and there was there was some to and fro. And I said, look, I, because we we strongly support what you're trying to do. Yeah. There, you know, I'm involved in a similar endeavour here in Sunderland, yeah, with Pop Rex, and I'm quite happy to give you over the odds. It's no, no reply, no response whatsoever. Well, so uh, maybe they just got caught up in Eurovision fever. Let's just say it was that. Yeah, let's write it off. Let's to just that. say it was that. Yeah. Leave it at that. But Hope Street Theatre, um, on the twenty fifth, I think. Yeah, that's it. It's the Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because tickets still on sale for all of them. Just a few left. Uh, come along it'll be brilliant it really will it'll be brilliant so there you go quick advert for that then Uh, did you watch Eurovision last night did you have any kind of Eurovision party at home or anything like that there was one (coughs) oh excuse me (coughs) oh I'm a bit poorly again bless you and 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 that's why I didn't watch Eurovision we had um, some friends invited us over and I dropped out at the last minute I said I can't I can't do it I'm staying home with the dog I feel rotten you're feeling rough I stayed, I st- yeah, it's not like as bad as I was with COVID, but you know when the day just hits you. I had to go out and do some work in the morning. When I got back in the afternoon, I took to my bed for, uh, what do you call it, a jeopardy nap, where you don't set the alarm. Oh, really? In the middle of the afternoon? Yeah. On a Fucking Saturday. Hell. I felt awful. I came in, I was like, I'm fucked. The house was empty. My whole family were out at all different places, scattered around. The house mm. was empty. I looked around, I thought, well, this is weird. What is old Sam supposed to do with no responsibilities, no family? And I thought, I feel like... Sh- Shut I, the body down. I thought, obviously, my first thought was, oh, I could play FIFA now for ages, just like it was like, <laughs> just like I was a teenager and just put some yeah. music on. That was my first instinct. And I thought, I don't, I don't think I've even got the energy for it. I can't keep my eyes open. So I went and lay on the bed, nodded off. I must have woken up at some point and, and scrambled my body underneath the duvet, mate. Because mm. before I knew it, I was being woken up with a nice cup of tea. And I'm imagining you scrambling under in the same style as that kind of camouflage netting on the Krypton Factor yeah, assault course. Yeah, that's how I imagine it, yeah. Instinct to go... <laughs> From the bottom of the bed upwards. I think my training took over and I, uh, <laughs> and I just scrambled training? under the duvet. 
and, sleep training. And uh, yeah, next year, and apparently I'd been, they'd been home. By the time I woke me up, they'd been home two and a half hours. <laughs> and I said, look, I am fucked. And then they all went out to this Eurovision sort of get together. And I was, right. too, I was too ill to watch it on my own. I wasn't in the right you can't place. Watch it on your own. I wasn't in yeah. the right place emotionally or no, physically. So I watched that thing about Boris Johnson and COVID, the dramatization starring Branner as Boris Johnson. Oh right, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. It's really Was good. It good. Well Is it? I watched one and it was an hour and twenty five minutes. I thought, oh, this must be a one off. That's like almost a feature length movie. Then it ended quite abruptly. I thought, well, I was enjoying that. It was a bit abrupt. I realised it was a whole fucking series and all the episodes were that long. But it's, yeah, it's got good things and bad things about it. But I've got to say, Branner does a fucking amazing turn as Johnson. He should win awards right. for it, mate. He's got all the prosthetics right. on. You think you're fucking yeah. watching John- Boris Johnson. You- it just feels like there's a camera, like, in Downing Street. It- it's amazing. And it's really the way he portrays it all. It's just the right side of being the thick of it, where it's like parody. It's not played for laughs. It's a serious drama. But obviously there are bits that you just have to laugh because they're so absurd. Um, But yeah, I I thought it was good. And and then uh, after that, I watched a bit of a Miles Davis documentary. And by the time my family came Mm. home, what I hadn't noticed was was that when I started, because it gets dark quite late at the moment, doesn't it? When I started watching, yeah. the house was very bright. There was no need for electric light because there was a lot of natural light. But I was under a blanket on a sofa, stroking the dog and getting quite cosy and comfy. So by the time they all came home, I think I hadn't got up off my ass the whole few hours they'd been out. And the whole house was just black. It was pitch black. <laughs> and I was just sat in complete darkness watching this documentary about Miles Davis. Right? <laughs> and my kids were just like, fucking hell. What the fuck is up to him now? This is a fucking new low even for that cunt. <laughs> I think I think that's how Miles Davis would want you to watch a documentary about him, I reckon. Yeah, but try, try telling them that, mate. They didn't understand. Yeah, they didn't understand what I was going Davis. through and they didn't understand what Miles was going through. But I feel as though Miles Davis could be worthy of a deep dive at some point. Yeah, yeah, certainly. The so, life I mean, and times of. There was a lot of different parts to his life, and uh, yeah. we, we might have to just pick out one particular chapter for a deep dive. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, my, I said to my mate, he's, he invited me to something. It's a separate thing to a Eurovision, and I said to him, I don't really fancy it, mate. I said, thanks for the invite, but I don't really fancy it. And I said to him, for me... Eurovision will never ever be bettered um, than Eurovision 2011 when me and my mate went to a tiny island right which sits in the middle of a sea between Sweden and Denmark and the island is called Anholt and it has no cars Mm. on it and it's got a population of about 100 people right Yeah. and around the edge of it it's just beaches miles and miles of glorious sandy beach and in the middle there's woods and because there's no cars there's not really any roads so when you walk inland to look for your lodgings right where we were staying you just yeah. walk off the beach and then you start walking through woods and you know it's exactly like being um snow white you know when snow white gets lost 
you'll remember from our deep dive, she gets lost in the woods and she's shitting it. She's just running through woods. And you realise when you watch Snow White, fuck it, or any of them fairy tales. Ah, in the old days, there weren't no roads or pavements or even signs. There was just woods. And you had to just you fucking... Just in the woods. You yeah. just had to fucking yeah. make your way through them somehow. And yeah. that's what it's like in this island, Anholt. Which is like, at the end of the day, we've been on the beach, we've been up a lighthouse, and then we said we better get back to the lodgings, which was sort of like, I suppose you'd call it a pub. But I mean, mm-hmm. this was like going back in time, right? I mean, it was unbelievable. And it's like, we'll go back to the pub. It was called the Crow, The Crow, right? Which I think means the crow in Danish. Right. And uh, there was this huge fucking fat geezer with a beard who always wore those waders. You know those waders that are like, there's like, they're like huge trousers that come up above your belly. You can only wear them yeah. if you have a big belly, which this guy did. And they are held were these up like by the, braces. What, what, waterproof ones. Yeah. But Pro I one. never saw him in water. I think he just wore them. No. I think those were just his fa- favoured trousers. <laughs> Which seems just an affectation. Well, I don't know if it was an affectation. He was a big lad, and I think he probably thought you pull them on in the morning, and the straps, like the built-in braces, just go straight over your shoulders, mm. so they're held up mm. and they're really comfy, and you don't have to fuck around bending over, pulling them up, and buttoning them. He was a big lad, so uh, I reckon he wore uh, them the, for the leisure ne- purposes. The next, step is, the next step, of course, is to wear a barrel. With the, <laughs> yeah. similar shoulder straps on, you can yeah. do that, can't you? He, well, by now, if he's still alive, he probably is. But that particular night, we went there, and he was like, "Do you want?" It was like this: "Do you want some food? Do you want some food?" He told like that: "Do you want some food?" And I went, "Well, yes, please." And he went, "Do you want something local, or do you want something fucking edible?" <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I went. I wasn't a veggie at the time. I went, "Ah, give us something local." So he served up this sort of meat stew, and I go, "What's that?" And it was deer. And I, when I'd been walking through the woods, I'd seen loads of deer. So I think that's what he meant by local. Just gone out and fucking killed a deer and put it with a load of gravy and onions. <laughs> but I have to say, it was delicious. And then he goes, what are you guys doing tonight? And me and my mate were like, well, I mean, you know, I thought we thought he was joking because, like, there was literally nothing on this island, right, to do. I mean, it was a brilliant place. Don't get me wrong. It was absolutely exceptional place. If you want to get some peace and quiet and you want to tap into the Just Rest lifestyle on holiday, go to this fucking island. It's unreal. And uh, he went, we got a television. You want to watch Eurovision? And I was like, is it Eurovision tonight? I was surprised they even were aware of it. And he suddenly goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some people coming over to watch it with me. You're, you're welcome to watch it with me. So I go, yeah, <laughs> fucking, this sounds actually awesome. Sounds perfect. So it's yeah. basically, he was the owner. He was the proprietor. So it was sort of like a lock-in. There was not many people around. But he had some mates come over, and he had his own home-brewed sort of hooch in a variety of mm. flavours. It was sort of like flavoured schnapps, I think. And throughout the night, he was just, each time a different band, a different act came on, he was going, okay, where are we now? All right, Sweden, time for some yellow schnapps. And he had schnapps in every fucking colour, right? And depending on the flag of the country he was playing, he would serve us a shot and make us (laughs) drink it during the performance. (laughs) And we were absolutely fucking lagging drunk. I think we're throwing up everything. But this guy, this guy didn't touch the sides, mate. I mean, the size of him, he was a a man of the woods living on a remote fucking island in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, he was a pro, 
and he was just laughing at us because we were a couple of fucking English lads who were just bitten off more than we could boys. yeah city boys but it was a fucking <laughs> really really good night and I, I can't remember who won but I'll always remember the night just being like it, that is the way to watch Eurovision on that yeah. island in the middle of nowhere in a pub that's in the woods in the middle of the fucking outside of just trees with yeah. this fucking nutter Sven just like feeding us his own home brewed schnapps and uh, schnapps and you know what the shame was? I was there to write it for the Guardian travel section that I've been commissioned to do it. And I, my mate, who's who, who'd been there on some family holidays because he's Swedish, right? He was the one who told me about it. So I said, right, I'll go and write about it. And I dragged him along as like to do a little video for them to put on their website. And they were like, yeah, cool. So I came back. These people on the island, they treated me like royalty. I've told you before about on the way there when we went into the empty like um what you call it the empty theme park in the in the morning and we had it to ourselves oh, yeah. and got rides yeah then my mate had to feed the sharks i've told you that story probably That's a couple right. of times so this is all that and then we get so we were treated like royalty on the island everyone was amazing because no one had ever written about the island because it's so remote and obscure they were delighted and so everything they were giving us free this free that couldn't believe it got back wrote it up Sent it to the to the editor. He said he liked it. And then, a few days before it's supposed to be published, that fucking mad Nazi cunt goes mental with a shotgun on a Norwegian island. Oh, yeah. Right? Shoots loads of people. Mad yeah. cunt. And the Guardian can turn around and go, we can't run your story. I go, why not? Well, we can't be writing about scan- remote Scandinavian islands when there's just been a fucking massacre on one. And I go, hang well, about. It's like lightning it's like lightning striking. What's the chances of it happening again? Number one, it's not gonna happen again. Number two, that was Norway. Yeah. Right. So this is a bit racist. Yeah. If this was Africa we were talking Very about. If this was Africa, right, and someone had got there'd been a right old shoot up, let's say, in Somalia, but I'd mm. written a piece about holidaying in Ghana. Let's say Rwanda. All right. So it was Rwanda, but I I'd written a piece about fucking Cape Town holidaying in Cape Town, yeah. right? And they go, ah, oh, no, we can't touch Africa, not after what happened in Rwanda. And you go, are you fucking yeah. serious? No, 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 no. So we're not touching anything in that region whatsoever, not for a while at least. So I had a falling out with them. I mean, I got paid, but it never yeah. ran, and I was really gutted about that, to be honest. Uh, so, well, have you um, still got it in your archives? You could put I, it on the AFS. I probably got it somewhere. Yeah, I, I might look for it if I probably got it somewhere. That's in a great your idea. Or something, yeah, and uh, I've got pictures yeah. to go with it. Yeah, well, uh, go, that's then. an IFS yeah, article win, right win, there. Win. That's a great idea, and mate. We bo- and we we both get paid. I get paid for suggesting it. Just yeah. then, you get paid because you put it up there. And I tell you, who doesn't Wonderful get stuff. paid. My mate who set the old thing up and filmed it and took the photos. <laughs> he's not going to get a penny. He'll never find not out. A thing. Because despite yeah. that, he's, best, he's my best mate. He has never listened to a single second of this podcast, wow. which I think he's is good. Lost. Yeah. No, I think it's good. Two people I was talking to yesterday who do listen to the podcast are my brothers and mates, Simon and Barry. Yeah. And speaking of the Eurovision, they were telling us about the time they went to Eurovision uh-huh. back in 2003. And guess where it was? Where? It was in our favourite European, European nation, Latvia. 
Oh, and of course, the our, Latvians. our merch was made for so long. They went to see the Latvians in, uh, and it was pretty tricky to get there. I think they might have had to take two planes or something like that, but they were saying that uh, they got to the airport and they got to the gate at the airport that would get them onto their flight that would take them directly to Riga mm. in Latvia, where Eurovision was being held. Yeah. And as Simon said to me yesterday, it was at this moment that we realised for the first time that the Eurovision was a gay endeavour. <laughs> that hadn't occurred <laughs> to them. They had, they had no idea. <laughs> He's, maybe 2003 it wasn't quite as gay as it is now. Maybe, it's massively yeah. gay now. Yeah. It's massively gay. But back then, 20 years ago, maybe not so much. He says, we got to the gate of the airport and everybody that was getting on that flight, they were all men and they were all dressed in leather. Wonderful. And they had things like studded caps on and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And we thought, hang on, something about this is a bit strange. A little bit blue oyster. Ba ba da ba ba ba. Exactly. That's what they realised. He walked into Barcher Land and the first thing he heard was da 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 da. Exactly that. <laughs> but they went long and they had a brilliant time. So that was Riga 20 years ago. But uh, yeah, Sweden won it last night, which means that it wasn't the greatest song that I heard last night. No. I don't think. Uh, but they won it, and it means that next year it's going to be held in Sweden on the 50th anniversary of ABBA winning it in 1974. Now, some people might think that suggests the whole thing was a fucking fix. Yeah. But I'm not saying that. I'm, you know, it, it is what it is. But it's in Sweden next year. I am. Um, um, I I just remembering the other most memorable Eurovision I had was it was I've just checked the year because I can't remember it was 1990. And my cousin was over from Italy, staying with me. And it was the same sort of thing. We would have been 15 and there was nothing happening. It was Saturday night and we just was like staying in with nothing to do. And I said, let's see what's on the box. I went, oh, it's a Eurovision Song Contest. And he was like, what the fuck's that? And I was like, you must know what the Eurovision (laughs) Song Contest is. It's massive. And he went, no, it's not. And I said, it is. It's massive. Everyone in Europe knows about it. He goes, well, I live in Europe and I've never heard of it, right? So I explained to him what it was. And he was like, wow, well, I can tell you no one in Italy engages in this at all. And I said, well, <laughs> you, you fucking enter. <laughs> You've repeatedly won it. <laughs> yeah. I said, you, you fucking enter every year. And it's very Italian, like they were too cool to acknowledge it. And even when I said, and yeah, I said, yeah, but the bad news to you is I said, in Britain always fucking win. The UK always win. Of course, that's bollocks. But we had won a lot of times, especially when you go back to 1990. That was before the rest yeah. of Europe turned on us, right? I don't know, because that was long before Brexit. They turned on us, didn't they, and started ganging up against us in the votes. But I was like... Yeah, I think it's just because we were just up ourselves. I was like, look, And we had shit songs. Yeah, I was like, look, we win a lot, and we'll probably win tonight. I can't remember who our entry was, but I think it was a sort of fairly high-profile one in 1990. And then it got really competitive between us, right? We're sitting there, two 15-year-old boys. He'd not heard of it until five minutes ago, right? And, and was this about the time when you were pretending that you were Dinosaur Junior? It was, Yeah, it would, it would have been that. So I hadn't quite done it yet. I think it was that very summer that I made up that lie, one of the biggest yeah. lies of my life. And I yeah. think that probably if I look back, this would this little kind of argument that we had over Eurovision would have contributed to it because we got really bitter about it throughout the night. And I can't remember who the English act was. Let's look it up. But all I do know is that um, when the Italian one came on, right, um, 
he was really like there'd been the usual sort of high camp high energy um you know exciting <laughs> pop masterpieces and all the rest of it right yeah. uh looks like have you the looked United it up kingdom yet? were represented by emma, emma a welsh <laughs> singer song, right give a little love back to the world yeah okay that sounds pretty good and instinctively i think okay emma welsh yeah i'm guessing she was fit let's uh we'll check that out in a minute um but this guy who came on for i guess she was fit yeah, come on. Um, Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. This guy comes on for Italy and he's called fucking Tuto Cutugno. <laughs> <laughs> no, Toto Katugno, right? And I've gone, and he was a right fucking crooner. He looked like a waiter, yeah? And he was an older guy, and he was wearing a fucking dicky bow and a rose and all the rest of it, and it was corny as right. hell. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, this is an embarrassment. You got some fucking old waiter doing your song. This is ridiculous. And he's gone, fucking hell, that geezer's really famous. Like, he's really <laughs> famous in Italy. He's like a national icon. I can't believe he's in this competition I've never heard of. And I said, well, whoever he is, he's an absolute cunt. He'll never win it. Geezers like this don't win it. He's an old man. It's always like sexy women doing something a bit upbeat. That's what the people want, don't they? Something a little bit upbeat. <laughs> something to put a smile on their face. You know what I mean? Right? Not so not some miserable old cunt trying to fucking get off with a Doris at an holiday resort. We want something that the kids are gonna like. And so we got into fucking we got into such a bitter argument and it got really needly and nasty and of course Italy fucking won it. Tuto Cutugno fucking won it with the song Insieme, 1992. What does that mean? Insieme? Fuck knows what that means. I'm looking at him now. Uh, it, you know. Oh, here we go. Yeah, right. It was the winning song. Oh, he's quite of old the now. To, Yeah. He sang about bringing it, the disparate it, the nations called- of Europe together. The 1992 of the title refers to the year in which a European union was scheduled to begin. Oh, it was political. So he was game it was playing. It was a cynical yeah. bid for votes by going on about how wonderful the EU was going to be. Of course, he was going to win votes like that. Poor old Emma did not. Stand a chance. Well, Emma finished sixth that year. Yeah, so I think it got close. I, I think that's the other thing I remember. It. it was close. As we got closer and closer, I think, you know, sometimes, I mean, it'll be fresh in your mind. I didn't watch, I haven't watched it in a few years now. I think Anhalt was my last big watching of it. 
But um, but like, yeah, I think she was close. And you know when it's getting closer and closer, and the mm. points are building up, and you think we're fucking, we've done it, we've fucking done it. And then just the last four or five countries do their votes, and some cunt in this case fucking Toto Katugno, right? Yeah, comes from fucking nowhere because he gets twelve points four times in a row. Yeah, bang, he's fucking won it. My cousin's up round the living room pulling his fucking shirt over his head like Fabrizio Ravanelli. Hadn't fucking heard of Eurovision two hours before. Yeah, that was what wound me up for real. I'm getting wound up now thinking about it because he'd never fucking heard of it. And then he was fucking lording it over me, giving me so much shit about it, singing Italia, Italia, and all of this. Fucking poor old Emma's crying her eyes out, and so was I. Well, it was terrible. They've, ch- they've, they've changed the way they do it now. If you haven't watched it for a few years, they've changed the way they do it, and right. it's far more exciting. Okay. Now, they go through all of the countries like they used to, and that each country will come up with some yeah. cunt from each country, some extrovert prick. They each nominate the most <laughs> annoying cunt in their country. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah, they'll have, like a, they'll have one of them flowers in his lapel <laughs> that squirts water out of some Finland, like that, axe through his head. who is your nominated cunt? Hello, hello, it me. I am Mr. Stinky. Hello. Finland's cunt. Graham Norton goes, and Finland's cunt is, of course, like last year, Mr. Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with Denmark's Mr. Sticky. Very different kind of thing altogether. Both stalwarts of Eurovision. So they do do all that, and the extrovert cunts appear and and wave around and and announce the the points. But then what they do, because that's all the the, the Eurovision Mm. jury award these points. Right. Who's who's on the Eurovision jury? I don't know anything about this. I don't think it's ever been announced who is on our Eurovision jury. No idea. We just got to take it as red. Why aren't we this fucking has been on decided. it? Well, exactly. We know about music. Yeah. Um, and then, but then what they do is, you know, when you phone in and you do your votes and everything, then what they do is the public vote then yeah. gets announced, the popular vote, if you like, and they start in reverse order with the country that are at the bottom of the league. After the jury votes, yeah, and the, la- the 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 highest number of votes that a country can get goes up to something like three hundred and eighty, so the whole thing can get turned completely on its head, yeah, right up till the last minute based on what That's the public exciting. have done That's compared exciting. to the jury. And my my favourite one last night was Croatia, and Croatia got something like four points from the juries in total, mm. but then they got something like one hundred and nineteen from the public across Europe and across, it's across the world now any cunt can vote for it so they ended up finishing 13th just because the public liked it more and I'll tell you a bit more about Croatia because for me it was the best one Right. they are called uh, Let Three and their song was called Mama Sh which I think is a word in Croatian they are a famous Croatian left wing punk group who have mocked the country's nationalism supported gay pride festivals and once got arrested for performing naked, even though they protested they weren't naked because they had corks in their arses. <laughs> and their stuff. song was a direct and very savage takedown of Putin and his war games, mocking how he was gifted a tractor by his dictator pet, Belarus's Lukashenko. Uh, so that was Croatia, and they were all dressed up in kind of a combination between uh, military uniform and dresses and with stick-on moustaches and fucking hand fans and all sorts going on. And for me, it was easily the best song of the night. And how did they fare? Finished 13th in the end. 
But as I said, the jury gave them four points in total, right across all of the nations. And, and it was the public vote that got them up to 13th. Who did uh, well, who, who did it for Britain this year? Was it anyone famous? Um, what was her name again? It was someone called uh, Mae Muller, with a song right. called I Wrote a Song. And sadly, it wasn't a very good song, and we finished second from bottom. I remember one year... Tw- 25th. I remember one year at university, and again, we'll be a fight out when me and my mates in our like horrible, slummy student house, like too stoned to bother getting up off the sofa and going out. And we got really yeah. into watching not Eurovision, but a song for Europe. And we became emotionally invested in a song for Europe. And it was the same sort of thing. We're all sitting around all week, and each week, I think there was something on the telly each day of the week with another song. And by the end of the week, yeah. the votes had to be cast. And it was like five or six songs for Europe. And you had to decide which one was going forward. And I each of us in the house. I think they used to That was it. That was it. But I'm and wondering whether Wogan was still going the then. Because yeah. this would yeah. have been this would have been Euro 96 here. I mean, it may well have actually been just before Euro 96. What I remember is, is that the winner, I believe, who actually entered for us this year, and this is how we'll have fun out, was Gina G., with ooh yeah. ah, just a little bit ooh ah, a little bit more yeah but there was another one that my mate got a mate called Lawrence don't laugh that's his name and he <laughs> <laughs> and he got so invested in this one particular song for Europe that didn't get the vote that still now he lives in Manchester in fact you've met him because he's come to I our Manchester Lawrence. shows yeah, a couple say. of times yeah. right yeah. He'll probably come to Manchester next week when we're up there, right, see us. I fucking guarantee there are certain things. He's lived up in Manchester for years. There are certain things when I hook up with him once every couple of years that he will always inevitably bring up during the course of the evening. And one of them is right. always this song that he feel was unjustly beaten in a song for Europe <laughs> right. by Gina right. G and would have definitely won. Now, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but there was a rap in I've it. I've got a list of them in front of me there right now. There was a rap in it. Okay, tell me and I'll remember. Right, we have... Song number one was Layla with Find Love. No, it wasn't that. Song number two was Code Red, I Give You Everything. Don't think like it was rappers. that. Yeah. Song three, SNS with I Never Knew. <laughs> song four, Dan Anderson, Sometimes It Rains. That sounds like a ballad. Song five, Lois, I Just Want To Make Love To You. Oh, no, it wasn't that. Song six... Was Twin Hazy with Louise? No, I don't think it was that. Song seven, Zeti and Messiah, a little love. Song eight, Gina G, who are just a little bit. Okay, it could be a so, little love. It had a rap, and the rap that he always sings goes like this. He sing, he sings it when he sees me because I think I was back in Gina G all the way through, <laughs> and he's still rightly. fuming about it, right? And he he goes like this. Oh, baby, baby, you got me going crazy. You know just what to do when I'm feeling blue. <laughs> now, you see, I was going to put that into Google and see if it come up, but that, that that's in countless songs, surely, those <laughs> yeah. lines. Surely in countless yeah. songs. It's too generic. And AI yeah. didn't even exist back bother. then. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So, yeah, Gina G. Did Gina G win? She must have done. She was fucking she good. She must have done. And it's I an keep amazing getting song confused because now there's, a, there's a, another songstress on the block called Gina G, isn't there? Who's not is the that? Gina G that we remember from Euro 96. I tell you, another problem with Gina G is that I think, yeah, she was Australian. Oh, for fuck's she was, sake. It was controversial. That, that's Gina embarrassing. G finished third. Oh, no. Gina G finished third. 
Sweden won it again that year. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the, they're the kings, aren't they? They're the Brazil yeah. of Eurovision. Well, Sweden are the... It's, it's the cradle of pop music, let's it be really honest. It really is, yeah. Uh, Ireland came second that year as well, so we even got beat by the Irish. But... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, if you're I not into Eurovision... Song and Have you? I think I've got that song. But I might be wrong. It might have been from the year before, because this says 95. I think I got that song, but I might be wrong. It says, because I've found a little video on Daily Motion, and it really looks like them. <laughs> yeah. They've got curtains and little bum fluff moustaches. And... Yeah. Who are they? Love, Which group was it? Love City Groove. <laughs> Love City Groove. No, they, they got through to the final one, yeah? Did they? They did represent us. Yeah, I love City Groove. Yeah, I remember that from my old price days. Right, okay. What year was that? 94, I think. Oh, this is it. I remember the chorus now. In the morning, when the sun shines down on your body. I know know you're really making love now. Yes, that's what you always sing. Is that Love City Groove? That's Love City Groove. In the morning. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, they did get into the, the Eurovision and finished 10th. So was that the year before Gina G? So maybe that's where the it feud the year, comes from. It was the year after Gina G, or two years after Gina okay, G. Okay, the feud comes from that. It must be that he rated this act like as a serious act and I was like damning off it and I'm like, it's no Gina G. And that's how we oh, fell out yeah. over it. And that, But now I remember, ooh, baby, baby. No. Uh, sorry correct you there Gina G was the year after so Love City Groove had been robbed by finishing 10th because yeah. that is a fucking great chorus in the morning yeah. when the sun shines down on your, down body. On your body he really he yeah. really sells that line doesn't he because he's English yeah. but it, it reminds me of like who's it Montel Jordan it's a bit like that isn't it yeah there was so a 95. way of singing like that in the 90s uh, the, the, they were formed by the producer and songwriter Stephen Beans Rudden. <laughs> Sounds like a legend. He was one of the members. Uh, <laughs> Beans with his head on the end. So yeah, yeah, they got number seven in the chart and didn't. They came tenth, and then Gina G was the year after, and the year after was hosted by Morton Harkett of Our Heart. Remember that? Fuck no, I don't. That was the Gina that. G year. Mm. That was an amazing year for. That was fuck me. That was twenty-seven years ago. Fuck off. Oh, don't. And and don't forget as well Whoa. that by that stage, Morton Harkett would have already seemed like an ironic throwback to us. He'll have been an old man by then, yeah, yeah because it was like 11 years ago. Because oh, mem- we, we would have been saying, ha, remember him, remember him, have a heart. Everyone used to fancy him. And that we were saying that then, 27 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And he's, I tell you yeah. what, if you look at him today, he's still hot, even now. Of course he is. Of course he is. So uh, there you go. So if you if you don't like Eurovision, this has been a completely wasted episode. But more than Harkett in, in the year in in you know in the mid nineties when it was Euro ninety six vibes, he wouldn't have seen at the time. He would have been about as unfashionable and out of step, yeah, with culture yeah. as it was possible it to like be. A, yeah, like an I- ironic booking, wasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like here's a guy who no, used to he, be famous. He was still having gel in his hair. No one was wearing gel in their hair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 27 years fucking hell yeah. Um, yeah anyway we've got stuff coming up this week that we hope you'll enjoy we've got a new if you're IFS that is we've got a new um, 
uh, top top flight tune machine starting. We still don't know the the pop blob hasn't told us yet which chart it's going to be. We'll find isn't out. Isn't it? Soon. Isn't it the yacht rock special? Oh, is the yacht rock special? How what, what? How does that take place? What is it? I, I don't know. You, What's the format? It, it was your idea. All oh, right. I know we've had music done for it, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, we were no, we were going to do uh, a music show where we pick five yacht rock songs each. Yeah. And it was going to go on the the Turbo IFS. It's not going to be. Oh, a, okay. All right. An episode. Okay. Yeah, that's that. We'll do that this week as well. Okay. And uh, Wednesday sees the beginning of what could be our finest work to date. Yes. Which is simply known as the Pigs Odyssey. Yeah. And we're just going to look at pigs. Pigs. Uh, in, not in, not police. From every we're not, angle. We're not trying to be clever. No. It's we're the literally animal. just taking a long, hard look at the life and times of pigs. Right? Yeah. That's it. And actually, yeah. if anyone... I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure there was a uh, reality show um, a few years ago where they asked celebrities to live as pigs for a week. Do you remember that? To live as pigs? I remember when um, David Beckham's PA wanked off a pig. Wanked off a pig. Of that was different. No, this that, was... That, will we've you, covered that before. We're not going to look at that nah, again. No, no. Will you live as a pig for a week? It was either... Right. It, it, I think it happened, or it might have been one of these things where it went round TV industry that, you know, reality <laughs> TV had now reached such a low that they were trying to convince celebrities to live as pigs for a week. I'm just quickly having a look to see if I can find anything about it. Uh, no, I don't think it ever made it to the screen. Uh, I'm pretty sure it <laughs> it's did. Good, though. Keep digging. Okay. I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure it did. I've got strong memories, so we'll just have All to right. keep looking. All right, we will do. Yeah, we'll but do. we got loads of pig material, and people have been in touch, and Louis Clare, our diversified farmer, says he's been in touch saying that he owns fucking loads of pigs, and he can 50 t- of them, I think you said. He, he, yeah. he got it. It was a bit cool when he heard us talking about pigs and speculating as to whether he owns some. He got in touch with a message like this. He went, yeah, I own 50 pigs. What do you want to know? <laughs> which reminded me a lot of that kind of Matt Hancock heard you were looking for a prime minister I could just imagine him sort of like tipping his his Ray-Bans down and gazing over them so heard, yeah. heard you were in the market for a pig expert <laughs> well guess what you just fucking found one <laughs> hey, he closed the picture as well I think of about six of the pigs yeah thanks just for that just a little a little teaser yeah. Just all I'd say uh, to him and any other pig experts listening is don't hold back. Don't wait for our questions. If you want to know what we want to know about pigs, it's very simple. Everything. So just tell yeah. us everything. But make sure the stuff you tell us is really interesting. Yeah, that's the only that's the yeah, only It's got to be good. It it's got to be good. Sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, predictions over the weekend. You got four points. I got four points. Result, but got three points. So I've extended the lead to seven points there, but it's getting getting towards the end of the and season. And Sunderland so won the first leg of their semi-final. Oh, man. Congratulations. Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. But oh, um, you went 1-0 down, didn't we, you? We went 1-0 down against Luton's, let's be honest, thuggery. <laughs> Art, artless thugs oh, they were. Oh, no. And they got an against goal, your young we babies went. as well, because you, you've got against babies, our young, haven't our you? young babies. A little babies. Tony Mowbray's... Tony Mowbray's tiny child army, yeah. I call them. And we have one out-and-out defender in the team Love who it. we bought a couple of years ago from Linfield in Northern Ireland for 200 grand. Fucking He's hell. He's the only fucking defender in the team. We haven't got an out-and-out striker. 
We've got a kind of a guy on loan from Leeds as a forward, but it's not his position. It's not working out for him. And somehow we're managing to just play our way around these these big boys. Yeah, it's really um, so it's a romantic story. I was reading an article by um what's his name? The king of the football hipsters who's weirdly Jonathan Wilson. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a great piece. Something fun. It, yeah, explaining it all. And um it was lovely. Yeah. It was lovely. It is a great story and I think everyone should be behind Sunderland. It's so much fun. Second leg Tuesday night. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll be we'll watching see. it. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I think it's on the same night as the second leg of Manchester City Real Madrid. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> but, yeah. Oh no, it won't be. No, that no, because I think that's that's the Milan Derby second leg, which will also yeah. be really watchable. Yeah, but obviously, a lot of good football this week, lads. Yeah, getting the business end. It's all getting fun. Almost, it's, it's the time almost, of the year when football's watchable. Almost isn't it? makes football worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. the semi-final second leg of the uh, the Europa Conference this Thursday either. Oh, yeah. what a week for both of us. Fucking hell. Where's the final? In fucking Prague, in a stadium, that, the capacity of which is 20,000. Idiots. 20 <laughs> fucking thousand, right? What is wrong with you, Ifa? And, oh, and five go to each team, right? Just 5,000, right? Just the five, of course, yeah. And... And then another five go in the ballot, right? So that's like randomised. And then the final five's corporate and hospitality. Into the corporate trough. Yeah. Fucking hell. So there's oh, just well, no way. If we get to our first, our first proper final since 1980, it's not even worth me trying to get out. It's just not, not, not going to happen. No, yeah. You're right. You're right. No, you might as well just prepare to watch it somewhere at home in style. With a cup of tea, yeah. Yeah. Nice bit of cake. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, thanks for listening everybody we'll be back throughout the week and uh, goodbye goodbye forgot to tell you in the show about a script I've written for a new Disney movie called The Little Dinner Lady. I did it just to entertain the kids yesterday and um, I, yeah. I'm so strong I'm actually thinking of pitching it to Disney. Like maybe my, sis- maybe my sister could help. Of course, yeah. She's yeah. Well, can I, are you going to tell us about it in Friday's episode? I'll tell you on Friday, yeah.